Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com. And remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader. We get it, and we have listened. That's Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng's message to the country. After you turning on one of the key policies in his mini-budget, a proposal to scrap the higher 45% tax rate for those with an annual salary of £150,000 or more. We just talk to people, we listen to people, I get it. We, we you know, not only... Uh, talked to people, we saw pe- uh, people's reactions, uh, we were talking to constituents, we were talking to a whole range of uh, stakeholders, and we felt that the 45p issue, the 45p rate, uh, was drowning out a strong package of, of intervention on energy, uh, a strong package of intervention on tax cuts for uh, people generally, and it, we decided not to proceed. Uh, with with getting rid of the 45p rate. That was him talking to BBC Breakfast this morning, explaining the reasons for the dramatic shift. Just yesterday, Prime Minister Liz Truss insisted she would make no U-turns. It's as the Conservative conference continues in Birmingham, where attendees have been reacting to the policy being dropped. Thank goodness, common sense has prevailed, actually. And there's a lot of people who had upset, and it was was total nonsense. Um, It's bowed down to pressure, hasn't it, I would say. But if you have to do it, then you have to do it. You know, the fact that the U-turn's been made uh, means that you need to go back and rethink the entire plan. Well, I think it's a very positive decision in the sense that it shows that the government is listening to the people. So how significant is this quick U-turn likely to be for Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng? And does it damage their credibility? Joining me now is the Evening Standard's political editor, Nicholas Settle, who is at the Conservative Conference in Birmingham. So, Nick, first of all, can you just describe for us the feeling at the conference today following this quite dramatic U-turn from the Chancellor? Well, there's a feeling of um, almost disbelief. These things just aren't supposed to happen at party conferences. They're supposed to be carefully stage-managed events where the leader and the Chancellor give speeches which are applauded by the, the party faithful. And, and for such a U-turn to happen pretty much on, on day one or, or the start of the main day is almost unheard of. As you said, obviously, Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng have gone from completely ruling out a U-turn to now doing this one today. How do you think it's being perceived by the Conservatives, but also the general public? I think the Conservatives will be very surprised by it. Um, some will probably be very relieved by it as well because it was a policy that was going to be very, very hard to sell in the middle of a cost of living crisis. 
especially if you're the government and you're planning to cut the benefits bill by billions of pounds, so cutting people's benefits and introducing strict rules to, to try and make people go back to work, while at the same time cutting the top rate of tax for the very wealthiest in society, those who are earning kind of over £150,000 a year. And as for the general public, again, I, I think that there'll be a lot of surprise, particularly since Liz Trust has made a point that she is a decisive leader who sticks by what she was planning to do, even if it's unpopular. Kind of, she's very much seemed to be trying to emulate Margaret Thatcher's kind of the lady's not for turning uh, reputation. And um, she has turned. There's no doubt about it, as has Quasi. And this morning in interviews, Quasi has said that he made the decision after listening to MPs and listening to people up and down the country. Do you think some people would interpret that as quite a sensible decision? Yes, certainly the public generally like politicians who listen. So at Westminster, people get very excited about U-turns and about damaging kind of climb downs and so on. But the public are generally more tolerant and they think that if politicians realise they've done something wrong and then make amends, that they will normally accept that. It appears there was quite a lot of pressure from within the Tory party. The likes of Michael Gove and Grant Chaps haven't really been shy about disagreeing with this policy. Do you think that that was a key driver behind this decision to actually do a U-turn? Yes, I think what's been exposed here is how politically vulnerable Liz Truss is. She, when she announced her new cabinet, basically packed it with her allies. So very few supporters of Rishi Sunak were in it, if any. So um, basically, when you hit troubled waters then, and a Prime Minister government wants to appeal to some loyalty, that loyalty is not there. So because the Prime Minister didn't reach out across the party when she formed her new government, she's at risk of coming unstuck in upcoming votes over planning issues, over banker bonuses and so on, because um, a lot of MPs would just say, kind of, you didn't include us in, in your plans. So does this leave Liz Truss and her cabinet open to more U-turns on more policies going forward? Yes, it definitely has, because once you start losing political authority, then that only encourages more rebellions. So that a prime minister is often at his or her strongest at the very start of their administration because they've got a lot of political capital. So if the prime minister is having to make U-turns weeks in, into her administration, then it's likely to be more rebellions and U-turns to come. Do you think this decision has cost Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng their credibility in their roles as prime minister and chancellor? Certainly to a degree it has, yes, because um, they put a lot of store on the fact that they were going to stick by their plans. And at the end of the day, they haven't. And what it came down to was numbers. So basically, this would ultimately come to a vote in the House of Commons. And uh, there were so many Tory MPs voicing dissatisfaction with it that rather than plough on into a kind of even more disaster, they decided to act now and take the hit. With all these embarrassing U-turns, it's easy to exaggerate how bad it is because kind of politics moves on, people move on, the public don't spend that much time paying attention to what's happening at Westminster. So this is is a a very embarrassing U-turn, but the government can still move on and could still restore its credibility. But it's definitely a, a big setback. Outside of the politics of the situation, 
have there been any tangible effects we've seen from this U-turn announcement this morning? Because I understand the pound actually went up against the dollar a bit earlier today. Uh, is that a sign that it's actually had a bit of a positive effect sort of outside of the political bubble, if that makes sense? Yes, no, certainly there were some signs that the markets were welcoming it this morning. Uh, certainly early this morning, the pound went up, the yield on gilt went down, and traders were forecasting that interest rates would peak uh, below 6%. Now, that's important because that's people's mortgages and lots of families and, and other households are facing big hikes in their mortgage payments in coming months and coming years. And so any sign that they may not be quite as high as feared will be very welcome news. Let's take a break now. In part two, we'll hear from Julia Davis from Patriotic Millionaires UK, a group calling for high earners to be taxed more to help pay for public services and the cost of living crisis. Best place to get investment from is from people which have the money to invest. And that's wealthy people. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Joining me now is Julia Davis from Patriotic Millionaires UK, a group calling for high earners such as themselves to be taxed more to pay for things like the cost of living crisis. So, Julia, first of all, what do you make of this U-turn? So, first of all, I'd like to make clear that this isn't a complete U-turn. All that the government has done is they've done a U-turn on reducing the taxation on the highest income earners. So these are people who earn money through working. They haven't done anything to reverse the tax cuts on people like me who now get money through my wealth. So um, there's been no reversal of the tax cut on dividends and there's been no reversal in the tax cut on corporation tax. So we've been advocating for some time that actually what we need is the complete opposite of this. What we need is a moderate tax on wealth to invest in our country because our public services have been they've been starved of proper funding for a very long time. There's a lot of talk about this being a new government. It's not a new government. This is the same government that we've had in place for 12 years now and which has been consistently underfunding our public services, which desperately need support. So our schools have already been struggling. And now this government is talking about spending cuts on education. Our NHS is floundering to cope with the backlog caused by COVID. It needs more funding. But again, this government seems to be talking about cuts in public spending. So what we really need is the total opposite of cutting taxes on, on wealthy people. We need to be looking at something new. So this chancellor said that he needed to try something new. What we say to him is do, please, please try something new. Please impose a moderate wealth tax so that people like myself who are here ready and willing to invest in our country, to invest in our public services can do just that. 
Do you appreciate though, Julia, what the PM and Chancellor are trying to do when it comes to boosting growth and, as they say, increasing the size of the pie? Well, I think we all know that that just doesn't happen. So there's been talk by uh, this government of trickle-down economics for a long time, but unfortunately there's, there's no trickling happening downwards, it's happening upwards. So during the time when we've had a government which has been following this ideology, what we've actually seen is increase in the wealth for the wealthiest people, and we've seen more and more people struggling in this country. So we're facing cost of living crisis. We're facing a situation where working people are now worried about heating their homes and are worrying about what they can feed to their children. But we still have lots of very wealthy people. So trickle-down economics has been shown to not work. What we actually need to be doing is increasing the share of the pie for people who are working and delivering all of those services, which every single one of us relies on, including the wealthy. We need a good health care so we can look after our most vulnerable pensioners. And we need to support education. That's the best way to invest in our country is to support education of our young people. And obviously, Patriotic Millionaires UK represents high earners. But do you speak with other millionaires and high earners who aren't in the group about what you're campaigning for? And if so, what do they say? I can't speak for other people. What I can say is there are people within our group from all walks of life who've made money through businesses which they set up. So one of the things that is often quoted is that if you increase tax on wealth, it's going to put people off investing and setting up their own businesses. What I can tell you is I'm supporting a whole range of wonderful young entrepreneurs. And I do talk to them. I've talked to them about whether or not the potential that they'd have to pay a tax on their wealth in the future, if they succeed and they've got themselves to the position where they're a multi-millionaire, you know, is that going to put them off? And and what they say is absolutely not. If they get to that position, they'll be delighted and they'll be happy to contribute to the country, which has enabled them to succeed. Because don't forget, nobody makes wealth in isolation. People make wealth by setting up businesses in this country based on all of the public services which are there and in place. So what do you think it would take, Julia, for this current government to do, as you say, and do quite a U-turn and switch things up so that the higher earners are taxed more to pay for things like public services? I think we need to tell them that that's what we want. We need to move away from this this view that all wealthy people just want to keep their wealth for themselves. And we need to show them that actually there are people out there that want to support their country. And people understand that that's the right thing for those people to do. The best place to get investment from is from people which have the money to invest. And that's wealthy people. For too long, tax has been seen as a dirty word. It's not a dirty word. You could just replace tax with investment in our public services, investment in other people that live in the country, which has given me the good fortune that I have. So we need to see tax as not being something to be avoided, something to be supported, because we all, like I said, we all benefit from this. We all benefit from living in a secure country where people are not struggling, where You know, our young people are getting the education that they need. Our pensioners are getting the care that they need. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 